Hi, I'm Jay Bearhat. Hi, I'm Baru. Uh, today we're going to be doing a little thing that we're going to try to do whenever we go and see movies that we're not going to do full film critter episodes on right. called Film Critter Processes. Film Critters. Film Critters Processes or Film Critter Processes? Oh, fuck. It's Film Critters. Film Critters Processes. Film Critters Processes. Fil- the Film Critters. Film Critters Process. Okay. Let's leave it at that. <laughs> there we go. That works. We got it. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> cool. Anyway, thanks for joining us today. Thank we'll you be- so much. <laughs> Um, we watched Ready Player Ready One. Ready Player One. In f- full 3D. In 3D. Which, um, I don't know if, if y'all saw my tweet about it, but like the first half an hour to 45 minutes of that movie, I just felt like I couldn't process anything because yeah. there was so much on screen all the time. Sing- the singular, like, most overwhelming thing I've ever seen in my life. I was too stoned to uh, be in public or watch that film. I, I was dead sober in the first scene where they go into the Oasis and it's just cluttered with pop culture. Yes. Like, not even like, oh, I want to catch all the pop culture references. Just, like, trying to understand where I am in position right. to anything on screen Ex- was like... Yeah. <laughs> was... With the 3D... Gl- yeah, with the 3D on, it was kind of just like, oh, cool. It's like someone put a diorama in front of your face full of your favorite 80s pop culture yeah. references and then just shook it up a bunch. <laughs> I really, I was totally that guy from that one vine where, like, the lady vapes in the bar and he goes, like, that was that was the only emotional reaction I could muster to anything that happened in the first, like, 45 minutes of that movie. And, and then once I, like, like I feel like I was, like, reaching altitude yeah. for the film. Yeah. Like, once it, like, I, my ears popped, I was like, okay, now I can get into this. Exactly. Uh, and I got into it and didn't like it. Yeah, so to give, to give a little bit of a uh, backstory on what the actual film's story is basically um it's so like all of america is kind of a slum at this point in the future it's like about 50 years in the future people live in these like uh it's like they're like they're like storage units yeah they're just like they're like tiny houses but all dusty yeah like so they 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 live in those and like those are their sort of garage spaces for um their various like unlicensed vr equipment from like various distributors, I, they, the, no shit. There is a HTC Vive in the movie. Oh, at one point, I didn't. Someone's catch that. walking down the street with an HTC Vive on their face, and there's like a bunch of other like un, unlabeled, unlicensed VR helmets that everybody else just has. So like the main character, I don't even know like what he has. It's like some unlicensed thing. He, I think like a big major plot point is he uses his mom's glove at some point, or his, yeah. his aunt's glove because his parents were like murdered by the corporation or something yes i think so there's like a part in the movie where he goes you murdered my my mom and my sister and i'm like i didn't there was no sister in the movie and then i and then i remembered as i was walking out oh he's supposed to be an orphan but they just gave him like parents anyway in the form of his aunt and uncle and only kind of offhandedly mentioned that those that his real parents were dead oh my god yeah, it's a lot happens in this movie. I forgot. There's so much of this movie that I completely forgot about. It, it's because it's pure spectacle. It is total spectacle. I, I, there was the only parts I remember were there was like a race part where it was like you put you had you had the 3D glasses on it. It felt like motorcycles were literally bouncing over your head, um, and there was like there was this part where there was the part where you first go into the oasis, and the oasis is basically their version of like a VR chat. It's like Second Life or yeah, yeah, like VR chat. Exactly. Um, and everybody has an online avatar that is a VR avatar. And 
a lot of people choose licensed imagery. <laughs> I, I like that part where he's like, you can be really anything you want. For example, these five prop, these five recognizable characters. Yeah. You can, they show a Hello Kitty, like five minutes in. Walking around. Walking around. With, uh, in like the final battles, four people are battle toads, and it's this like weird thing where it's yeah. like, I it's like I get it, like yeah, in this kind of virtual reality, there would be people who are like, oh, I want to be like my favorite character, but I feel like the volume of people who are just their favorite character also like dozens of tracers, right? There's like so many tracers in this movie for some reason. Oh my god, she even has a, a line. She has so much screen time. She gets, she gets more screen time than like some of she gets more screen time than Simon Pegg. That's oh my god! That's true. She doesn't get as many lines. He gets more lines, but she gets way more screen time than <laughs> Simon Pegg does. She's like she's always like there. She's like the Slender Man of like <laughs> in old videos where it's like oh she's there. She Is wait that, was that her? Was that was was that Tracer Overwatch? She's through. She's in the whole fucking thing. I was disappointed that there was no Slender Man. Uh, yeah, yeah like where was Slender Man in this film? <laughs> uh... I, I, I'm trying to remember everything. <gasps> no, so the uh, so here's why I first initially fell in love with the movie. The moment that I fell in love with the movie was when they were doing the race, and it uh, and a dinosaur, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex, showed up, and you heard the like Jurassic Park T Rex sound because this movie is directed by Steven Spielberg. For those who are not aware, um, so you heard that Jurassic Park sound. And it was, like, the T-Rex wrecking shit and, like, knocking over all these cars. And there's this exciting-ass race happening. And then, all of a sudden, King Kong shows up. And King Kong is smashing all the cars. And he's, like, destroying the track. And it just felt in that moment like the movie was just like, here you go. Here's a gift. And, <laughs> oh, here you, here's another gift. It was, like, Christmas morning. Like, it, that's really how it felt. For for me, the moment of, like... I, did, I didn't like this film. But the moment of, like... <laughs> I, the moment of me, like, plugging into this film and being like, okay, I get it. It should be 45 minutes shorter, but I get it. Right. Um, was when the, the one character was just like, I choose Gundam and turns into a Gundam... Yeah! ...to fight... To help the Iron Giant fight Mechagodzilla. That was the sickest shit I've <laughs> ever seen in my life! And, no, in my mind, I was just like, oh, this is like when I was 14 and watching Ultimate Showdown and Ultimate Destiny. <laughs> but, oh like, but like with way more of a budget. <laughs> it's been legitimized. It's, uh, <laughs> here, okay. The other thing about the movie I wanted to touch on, it completely legitimized all of the wasted fucking time I spent on MMOs and albino black sheep <laughs> and fucking E-bombs world. I felt so fucking valid. All the time in Second Life, all the time in Habbo, all the time in WoW. Just all, all of that just spamming stupid bullshit. Those were valuable experiences he, Now in my Spielberg life. has they taught made me a, lot. a billion ass dollars yeah. to just do the shit you were doing in Counter-Strike like 10 years ago. <laughs> Most of this social interaction that I know to do and am capable of was achieved through Halo 3 <laughs> team chat. So you get that scene when they're running down the street, like, pretending to be Halos and, like, shooting in the game. Yeah, there's Halos in the movie! But they're running, like, and then it cuts to the kids playing them, and they're just running down a street, and I'm just seeing that, I'm like, they're gonna get hit by a car. Yeah, they're gonna get run over, still, like, like, Final Destination Because, like, they, they start to imply that, like, you know, the whole world isn't on this, but, like, <laughs> in that scene, there are still people driving on the street, so I'm like, okay... Not everyone's in on this. These yeah, kids are going to get hit by a car. It implies a very John Wick 2 situation of just, like, everybody's just 
in the in the call of they're following their call of duty no pun intended everyone's playing second life and there's like the one guy who's like i don't got mobile like i don't got mobile wi-fi on my phone like i can't I Can't left my connect. thing at home. Is there like a event? Is there a raid going on right now? <laughs> this Pokemon Go event sucks. <laughs> there's one. There's one dude whose character is just a dude playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but like, so the other thing that's like really weird about this movie, yeah, that I liked. Well, I didn't like it, but it's like is is like ooh, it, ooh, almost there. Ooh, almost there. Is it has this like ongoing commentary on the idea of like respecting original artistic intent and like appreciating a text at um like you know like what it was given and this idea of like how do you how do you like have like complicated authorial like feelings towards something that you created and then like how do you like live up to the intent and like decision of that and further iterations of it yeah Uh, and then they have a scene where they go into the shining uh, and they use, like, the actual footage from the movie The Shining and, like, do some computer animation shit so that a giant orc tries to fuck the bathtub lady, and then they, they she turns into a zombie, and it turns into a giant video game level, and then they go into a room where it's a bunch of zombies dancing, and they're like, there's no zombies in this, and they're like, well, it's a video game reference. Also, there's uh, this girl he went on one date with once, and then it didn't work out. Uh, and she's dancing with the zombies. And it's like that scene in Emoji Movie when they have to dance, uh, just dance, in order to succeed onto the next part of the yeah. phone. It's like that, but uh, instead of just dance, which I don't care about, it's The Shining, which is probably one of my favorite movies. <laughs> okay, so my here's my argument. What... I feel like this movie is a it, this movie is a pig in shit. Like everyone who made this movie was a pig in shit uh, while they were making this movie. Um, I think that when you have something like The Shining that is so mimetic and so influential, it is a little bit past the statute of limitations on being uh, taken a little bit less seriously. I feel like uh, that's at least my sort of like complicated media opinion but like you cannot like i think that a lot of people's kind of worship of let's say for example the empire strikes back um comes from this understanding that people are approaching the empire strikes back who have seen it in the sort of perfect like perfect situation right like they, they blindly watched it one time and they got the full effect of it where for me that was not the case for me that movie was spoiled by every single cartoon, every single thing I watched on television that said, Luke, I am your father, Luke, I am your father, Luke, I am your father, so that, like, I eventually watched the movie and that meant nothing. It was absolute nothing. So I think, I don't know. I don't know what my fucking point I, is. But I, like, I think, to me, the only reason why it's, like, particularly just, like, I, I think I'd be more fine of it if the movie didn't have, A, this weird contradictory message, and yeah. B, it's, like, the level of like you know it's not like oh the simpsons doing a parody of the shining or it's like whatever right it's like oh they're like painstakingly created this from like the original scans of the film and that feels like a level of like using the source material in like a really weird way right like similarly it's like um uh i know our friend robbie was talking about like the iron giant thing being like universal like who made this movie like basically destroyed that movie and like that's why the movie like didn't do well and destroyed an animation studio but now that it's a cult hit we'll just like put it in this movie yeah that's pretty rough and it's like 
there's also like the theme of like there's this debt collection agency that enslaves everybody and so they're on the pulse of like you know debt's bad but they don't quite they don't quite name the monster right which is capitalism (laughs) instead they invent the weekend and you have to not play this video game for two days (laughs) that's right that's like I like and I was describing that scene to someone. I was like, yeah, he's like, oh, you have two days off in the week where like you don't like no one plays the game. And then I was like, that's a weekend. He invented a weekend. Oh shit. <laughs> oh my god. So th- this movie asserts that the answer lies somewhere, perhaps in the middle. Somewhere in the middle, not with radicalization not with unions. and no, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just no, one yeah. guy needs just to rise to the top. Yeah, just occasional um, allowments. You need to, yeah, you gotta have like you can't, you know, if your company's being run badly by like the Kmart guy, you gotta <laughs> you gotta get in like um, the guy at Walmart who stopped letting them be locked in overnight. Oh my God, when it was a fire safety hazard. <laughs> okay, so. There was another thing that I wanted to talk about regarding this film, and there is, there's some v- very gendered stuff. Oh yeah, I all about over this. the place. Uh, so you have kind of the obvious thing where okay, this is we're definitely spoiler territory here. Um, there is a uh, basically the buddy character for the main character is named H in the game, and he is a very very large, uh, very large dude. Uh, who, very, like, very much like, like the a bro, robot. The bro, yeah, the bro robot character. The bro robot. Imagine, character. um, uh, what's his name from Teen Titans? Uh, like Cyborg from Teen Cyborg Titans. Cyborg, a little yeah, bit, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he's this like tough dude. And uh, later on in the film, uh, as it's ending, all of the all of the players are meeting each other, who they only know through the game, and they're seeing what they look like. And H is actually a stud. Like, like a like a very like a for people who don't know, stud is just it's like a specific black lesbian cultural like thing. Right. It's sort of a not the equivalent, but it's like it's it's a butch identity. So it's a very like, masculine butch woman. She's definitely wearing like a denim vest. Like all all of this really like she's got the like jersey shirt shorts on, like basketball the, shorts, the, jersey, like, yeah, backwards yeah. hat. And very like, very. Um, oh my god, what's uh, Queen Latifah set it off? Sure. Okay. <laughs> not, I'm pretty sure it's not the, familiar. I, is, I'm pretty sure the, the the character I'm thinking of. Sure. But yeah, um, yeah. So she she's a stud, and it's like it's set up earlier in the movie when like the guy has a crush on the girl, and she's like, you don't know, he could, they could be a 300 pound guy in your life, and so they meet. Right. They reference that line again, and she's like, that's why I said that because I'm actually a girl in her yeah. life. So the movie makes it clear that it's playing on all of these this past thing or like it's still like i guess the thing that like you don't know who you're talking to online um and it so like it, it kind of does that reversal where it's like it's usually like guys playing as girls blah, 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 like that kind of thing apart from that though i felt like they were also there was also something going on with the main character where the main character had um a birthmark over her eye yeah, so the, the the actual the girl love interest uh, is she's like you can't see me in real life because like you're gonna be disappointed, and then she has a birthmark over her eye, and his romantic line is, "Oh, I'm not disappointed. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> I love you just the way you I are." You just, oh, you got a birthmark, which touches her face. <laughs> forgive me, in my brain, 
reads a certain way. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you were born with this thing. You were born with this thing, but you're, you're still so beautiful in so a beautiful woman. And, and, yeah. and like you're stigmatized, so you have to play this like hot anime girl online. Yeah, exactly. But you like you're to... really scared of meeting people because you're you're not gonna be what they think. Exactly. And then and then yeah. when you take oh your God. clothes off, you say, Well, he, here's me. And then Jeff Jock goes, you're beautiful. <laughs> it's a questionable you're content reference for all of you. James Blunt. James Blunt. You're beautiful just the way you are. Jason Mraz. But yeah, so we're basically saying the girl of interest is, is a trans girl. It's Hey, watch the movie again if you've already seen it. And uh, think that she's... She's got she's got she, she's got those aesthetics. She's, she's got those got like going on. those like young transitioner uh, aesthetics going on. God, which is a good rap name. By I want to steal her look. Young transitioner. The young transitioner. <laughs> young transitioner. <laughs> oh my fucking god! Straight this... out the informed consent clinic. <laughs> cool. Can't post any of this. No. Um. In in con- in summation. Oh, and then there's the baby fur. There is! Wait, no, there is a furry in this movie! There's one furry. There's one furry. And she immediately betrays the main she character. She is straight up like a mid-aughts, like, cheetah vixen who... Yeah, like is the like, sexy, sexy, overdrawn, like, you can tell whoever designed her used colored pencil. Yeah! <laughs> like, she, yes! She's, it was such a Second Life avatar. Yeah, and she just, like, she sees him, she's like, can I get a photo? And, and she just immediately emails, like, the bounty hunter looking for him. Exactly. Is, is she, in real life, she's the one with the bangs, right? Or <sighs> was it someone else? I don't think they met her in real life, because okay. she wasn't given, like, a name. Yeah, no, someone said that, and I was like, I don't know how you got to that conclusion, but whatever. Um, but in any case, I, I don't know. She's a turf in real life. <laughs> she's a turf in real life. Isn't that always how it turns out? Um, I, I like that the movie had its own version of doxing and yes. and swatting, which in the future is if you say your name in a video game, uh, they'll find you and then they'll send drone bombs to your house. Right. Yeah. So it's something like, I, I don't, they were being recorded or broadcast or something yeah, like it was, that. Yeah, it was the bounty hunter was like listening in on their conversation. Okay. And then like, uh, the main character Wade is like, "I'm Wade," and uh, the girl was like, "You can't." Oh yeah, she's like, "What name. are you doing? You're an idiot." And then they like, they like just cross referenced like everyone named Wade who had bought something in like the last week, and right. they were like, "Oh, it's this kid." So it's they like, showed up to. It's his... clearly this kid. So they showed up to his house in real ass life and like yanked him out of the machine. They like. Yeah. Yeah. No. They 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 kidnap. So her his friend kidnaps him, which saves him from his house just being blown up by the the evil corporation. Right. God, there's so much weird stuff that there's happens. So in this much movie. shit happens in this movie. Remember the, it's like that weird scene where like they trick him into thinking he took his goggles off, but he's actually still in the machine. Do you remember? <laughs> oh my god, that was insane. Do you remember the part where she the alien bursts out of the chest of, of uh who was that? Who someone like oh, fuck I don't remember. Zangief. No, it wasn't Zangief. It was someone like that who was like oh, taking him into custody. Oh, it was the dude custody. from Mortal Kombat, the, four, okay. the four-armed guy from Mortal Kombat. Shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. So then, he was taking the main character somewhere, and then the alien bursts out of his chest, and then it like unzips him. Like, yeah, and then and, it's and then it's the main character girl. Yeah, and she's like, "Ha ha, I got you. I got you." <laughs> God, that two pop two things, two pock two things. I said two things. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say Tupac. I, why wasn't like the hologram of Tupac in this? Hey, movie? why wasn't t- hologram Tupac in this movie? Why was? Can we get it? Can we in the blue mat Blu-ray remaster? Why wasn't Gangnam Style in this movie? 
Why wasn't fucking Slenderman in this movie? Kingdom Why style. wasn't Harlem Five Nights Shake. at Freddy's? Sans Undertale was not in this movie. That, people lied and they told us that Sans Undertale was in this movie. Those fucking assholes. And I did not see him in this Nev- movie. No forgiveness ever. I did not see Chucky Sans was Undertale. in this movie. Chucky, <laughs> Chucky was in this movie. That was wild. That's that was weird. But yeah, so Ready Player One. I it's too long. I wouldn't call it a good movie. But if you get really fucking high and go see it in 3D, it's fun i'm telling you <laughs> it's the greatest film i've ever seen in my whole little life uh it was a thrill ride it was a feast for the eyes it was frenetic it was energizing um and the love story touched my heart i i will say i feel like most of the actors at least put an effort in and that was actually that actually was surprisingly nice to see and almost tricked me at the start of the film because i was like oh these people well the main character is is a boring nerd boy so you can only really do so much with that but like everyone else in the film like really tried to play a character and like i actually found that really charming because it reminded me of older spielberg movies yeah when people weren't just like drab and boring (laughs) and like depressed um Except for Simon Pegg, who you could clearly tell was pissed off. (laughs) (laughs) He was, man, he was pretty all over the place. Because, like, his character is supposed to be, like, this angry character, but just, like, anytime he's on screen, you can just, like, you can see behind the character that Simon Pegg was just, like, got ten lines in this whole fucking movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. He, oh, man, I don't want to, I don't want to shade his accent. Oh, it's a bad, (laughs) I forgot he has the really attempted American accent. It's... Oh, man. But anyway, in any case, um, man, they made the main character a real fucking asshole, didn't they? Yeah, he sucks. He's a little shit. I really don't like... I, I, will get, I will at least say that's the Spielberg formula. Like, how often is the main nerd boy character good? Yeah. yeah it, it felt a little bit more human, yeah. I guess. Um, and like, I, I, I understood where... It, it, it helped... In a weird way, it helped contextualize where he is in his life. It was like a good kind of subtle bit of character development that... Maybe it wasn't even purposeful, or maybe, I don't know. Oh, it was, it was, it like, was definitely an accident. Yeah. I, I will give the movie this, though, by the way. Having read parts of the original book and this, boy, did they really clean that... Boy, did they clean that up for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's that's about it. That's our that's thoughts. Our closing thoughts. Uh, let's give it... Um, what do, oh. do people do number ratings? Oh, shit. What do we do? So Rotten Tomatoes is the percentile, and that's pretty in vogue. But we could also do kind of like a pitchfork style. Uh, like number number system? Yeah. Um, shoot, that's really hard because it's like, I we don't, this will probably get easier as we have a set standard of like how our review scores go. Right. Um, I guess I, I guess I will generally try to rank movies within like what they're trying to do. Yeah. So I would give Ready Player One as a general overall movie. Probably not something I would ever, ever watch again. <laughs> uh, but as a, like, you know, spectacle blockbuster film that I went and saw, it was better than Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Ugh. And <laughs> that's my nerd hot take. Guardians of the Galaxy 2, by the last hour of that film, I was like, fuck, when is this ending? Ready Player One, I felt like it three days had passed, but I was like, you know what? It was three days at Disneyland. <laughs> that's fake. <laughs> that's how I felt at the end of Avengers 2, but instead of Disneyland, it was like shitty world-ending movies. Be- being stuck under a lock. <laughs> Roland Emmerich movies. <laughs> um, I would rate Ready Player One. Um, 
I'll give it a uh, 8.3 best new music. <laughs> and um, I'll... Uh, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. It was it was so it was so in love with um, online experiences, uh, good and bad, and really as you know as complicated as they get and how you know as and as much as they've developed. There were, there was a little bit of everything in that movie as far as like the things that I actually experienced online and just hadn't seen reflected um, in such a big place as like the IMAX theater screen right like there's something about that that's really weird and also I shouldn't give it credit but I do no I can I I can definitely see that there's definitely there's definitely something to say about like because like I said at the start of this like there's it's it's the experience of like the old shitty Newgrounds cartoons you watch but it's like a huge budget yes and so like there's something to be said about that experience of watching something that like so perfectly manages to capture that feeling but in this like grandiose scale that matches how you at 14 watching these cartoon characters tween blood out of each other yeah. like imagined it <laughs> oh my god watching Zhao Zhao like 3000 times <laughs> uh, but yeah I suppose that's our thoughts yeah um so yeah we got the, that's it uh we just actually just also finished recording stuff for the next video which is going to be on Silent Hill so keep it. So we're releasing this as an interstitial sort of. Uh, hey y'all. Hey hey, we still got things going on. This we got is, things on the pipeline. This is something that Brew doesn't need to edit very heavily because <laughs> <laughs> no, the other yeah. one does. <laughs> yeah, just highlight, not delete, and audacity, and we're all. Yeah. <laughs> highlight, delete, audacity. Put some and video be... on screen. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> we'll just figure something out. Just aim a camera at a poster that's like slightly going in and out of focus. Oh yeah, just like put it over my terrarium. And just see, see, watch the watch the fucking grass grow. I, I genuinely am in the idea of just the the video for this just being something absolute. You know what? Fuck it. Just get some like action figures and just like put them on on the screen. <laughs> it's gonna be trippy visualizer. Yeah. <laughs> so if you watched an iTunes visualizer for this, uh, however many minutes this is, God bless you. God bless you. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye.